0: just go to rockstalks.co, totally worth it, you'll love it. Welcome to Rocks Talks, my name is Roxanne Wilson and this episode is brought to you by the Instagram Stories Five Day Challenge. Have you ever looked at someone's Instagram story and said, how the heck do they do that? Or how do they have time to do all of that? Or i um, see people making money, ha- having their building their business on Instagram stories, but I just don't even know where to start. Well, if that is you, then this is for you. Um, starting June 3rd, I'm kicking off a five-day Instagram stories challenge where I'm going to show you all my tips, tricks, hacks on how to master Instagram stories expect to get more followers, more engagement, and more business. It's going to rock And it's perfect for anyone who's a small business owner, direct sales or marketing person, a blogger, a brand ambassador, or even influencer. If that sounds like you or you know someone who is fits that bill, then I encourage you to join in. Just go to my website, RoxanneWilson.com forward slash IG story challenge to get signed up. It's going to be epic and life changing, and it's free, and I hope to see you there. Welcome to Rock's Talks, I'm Roxanne Wilson, and today we're gonna to be talking about something a little heavy. So If you're watching on uh, YouTube, you know that I'm holding a glass of wine because it's deep. We're gonna be talking about passion and purpose, and not just passion and purpose, but your passion and purpose. Shall we take a drink? It's interesting because if I look back on the question that I'm asked the most, not only from my friends, but from people that I meet, networking and whatnot, it all kind of comes back to questions about passion, purpose, and taking that plunge. You would think that in 2019, we would have a good sense of self, and what is important to us. But what I find more and more as I get older and experience more things is that most people are living a life that seems foreign to them. Foreign because it's not what they're passionate about, it's not their purpose, and they're just going through the motions. Does that sound familiar? Do you wake up in the morning and you go to a job that gives you anything but joy? You spend most of your time there and then you have just a little bit to give back to those you love at the end of the day, or maybe, you don't even have time to find that person that you love because you're busy churning and burning on this job that is for all intents and purposes owning you. Well, what I wanna to talk to you about today is how you think about, figure out, is, are you passionate about it? And how you start to get out of the unpassionate place and find your passion and purpose. I'm gonna go back very briefly and tell you a little bit about myself. Um, for those of you who don't know, I was a lawyer by trade. In fact, when I was little, I had that dream. I knew I wanted to be a lawyer. That's what I wanted to do. And so everything that I did from the time I was four all the way through graduating and passing the bar and practicing law was all to become a a lawyer and secret sidebar Supreme court justice, but that's for another day. So I did all of the things, all of the things and became an attorney. And as I was practicing law, I was in my third year practice. I realized that something was gravely wrong. In fact, I can I remember the time, almost maybe exactly the day. It was actually this time of year, if you're listening, right around May. And I lived in Austin, Texas. I had an office that was all glass windows in the tallest building at the time in Austin. And I was working late at night on some some work. And I just kept hearing this vroom, vroom, this vroom, vroom, vroom. I looked down on what I was looking at. Was the Republic of Texas rally? So basically, motorcycles, cyclists from all around come and they have a rally in Austin for a weekend, and literally, they just drive. I mean, I'm sure they do more than this, but what I see is they just drive their motorcycles back and forth. And I look down as I was as they're rooming and I'm looking down, and I just thought to myself, "Wow, they are so passionate about what they're doing, and I am not passionate about this research and writing that I'm doing right now." And it was in that moment I got down on my knees, had a great conversation with God, got up, and I knew that I needed to be doing something different within the next three months. That's what I just knew. That's what needed to happen. And I left that moment feeling amazing because I had that epiphany that this was not what I needed to be doing. In fact, I felt more passionate about waking up at five o'clock in the morning to teach a dance aerobics jazzercise class than what I was doing for the rest of the day. So something needed to change. Now, I'll admit, back then I was in my twenties and I was fearless and I thought I could conquer the world. And so I just leaped and I leaped and I didn't even worry about whether there was going to be a parachute or a nice fluffy pillow to, to catch me. But I realized that for most of you, you're in a different situation than that. Perhaps you have obligations, you have <clears throat> debt, you have issues. You can't just leap or you feel like you just can't leap with this reckless abandon that I was able to do. And that's what I wanna to talk to you about today because first of all, I want you to know that even if you have obligations, I don't want you to feel like you are uh, chained to or prison, imprisoned in this reality that you're in. There are ways out and there are ways that, that are you know, responsibly out. But I also want you to really take time to consider, like, how do you even know if, you're, if you are in that place you're supposed to be? For me, I had a tipping point. There was no doubt in my mind, it was that moment where I knew I needed to go. Thank you to the motorcycles and thanks to the good Lord, I knew. But how do you have that moment? How do you, um, I don't wanna say conjure, um, but how do you you make that, how do you go through that process that I had in that moment? And that's what I wanna talk to you first about today. If you, first of all, I wanna tell you that you know deep down inside, I don't need to tell you, you already know right now as I'm talking to you whether you're passionate about what you're doing or not. It's that feeling that you have, that voice you have in your head. But how do you unlock it or allow it to actually have voice in your head? Well, first and foremost, um, go through a couple things. I want you to sit there and take a pen and paper and just write down what you love about your day. Do that in one column. And then write what you do not love in your day, okay? And really take a look at them. Now, first and foremost, so you start writing those down. If you start writing down, you hate going to work, or you cannot stand the people that you're working with, or the job that you have, or maybe it's the, um, the boss that you, you have to answer to, I want you to take a look at those things, okay? First of all, let's weigh them. Decide, determine, do you have more things you love on a daily basis, or more things you, you don't love? And I'm saying numbers now, I'm not even saying like, oh, but this is more important than this. Just look at that in, initially then I want you to look at the things that you don't love and read those to yourself. Read them out loud. How does it make you feel? Why don't you love it? Because we, because once you look at what you don't love about your day, we need to take a look at why you don't love it, okay? If you don't love your job because you don't love the environment you're in, but you really do love the work or the idea of the work that you're in, then maybe it's it's... It's not that you're not living your passion. It means that you need to take your passion elsewhere, doing the same thing and find a place that appreciates you. But if you really, if the idea of doing the work causes you pain, gives you heart pal- palpitations, makes you feel like you're wasting away, then we need to have a deeper conversation about that. Then it is, most, it is very likely that. You need to take another look and see if you're even living or doing your passion. Now, I want you to take another piece of paper, and I want you to answer this question for me. When you think of the ultimate day, the best day ever, hashtag best day ever, what does it look like? And I want you to write down everything that makes the most awesome best ever day, okay? I'm pausing like you're gonna do this right now. I do want you to do it right now, but you might have to pause me to do it. <laughs> Take a look and ask yourself what your best ever day is. It's kind of like what I did when I realized, hey, first of all, people are passionate enough to go driving up and down the streets of Austin on a motorcycle, and I am, and that's impressive, but I am not passionate about what I'm doing right here. But also realizing that I was willing to wake up early to be able to teach an aerobics class to people and get that in the day because that gave me joy. That was telling to me. So I want you to look at what the most what makes up a day for you that would be amazing. And it can be anything. I don't want you to judge yourself either. I was talking to, to one of my clients recently and she said, you know, I'm in nursing, but I love fashion and beauty, but I know that's crazy. And I'm thinking, stop the judgment on all of that completely. Talk about what you love to do and why you love to do it. Okay. For me, having that epiphany wasn't the end. It wasn't like, ta-da, I found it. I went through years of looking, searching, and figuring out what is my passion about? What are the things that I'm doing that, what's the, the common thread that weaves in that makes me love those different things? So I, I don't want think I just woke up and it was like, and I woke up just like this. No, I did not. <laughs> and it's still a journey and it's still a process. But I promise you, if you go through the beginning steps of, am I even passionate about what I'm doing right now, that is the first step to figuring out if you are where you need to be. I know you've heard it. It's cliche, but it's true. Life is too short. Life is too short to not be doing something that you love. It's not selfish to be doing something you love. In fact, you were made to be doing something you love because you know what? You do what you love best, right? We do what we love the best. If you're passionate about something, if you love it, you're going to work harder at it and it's going to be so much more meaningful. The energy it's going to give off is so much more meaningful to the world than if you're doing something just for a paycheck or doing something just out of obligation. I promise you that. Okay. It's not easy to look yourself in the eye and say, I don't love what I'm doing. It's not easy after years and years of of education and the money that went into it to say, you know what? I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. That's difficult. That is difficult. And you will go through people thinking, are you crazy? What happened to you? She must have gone wild. But you also have those people that'll be honest with you and will kind of whisper to you like, oh my gosh, I wish I could do that too. Or I admire you for that. I don't feel like I'm a hero for leaving uh, the legal profession. In fact, I went through a lot of guilt and shame over that. But what I realize is it takes a lot more cojones to Stand up and say, This is not what I'm meant to be doing, and leave than to stay in it. And the reason why do we stay in it? we stay in it because it's easy. And I don't mean that in a in a, in a disparaging way, but you know it's what do they say? The devil you know is is better than the devil you don't know. and And I'm not saying, go with that, but what I'm saying is this: a lot of times we stay in situations that are that are harmful to us. Because we're afraid of what's beyond. I can give you lists, which I shouldn't, of situations that I've gotten out of. And I look still to this day at people and go, wow, they're still there. It's like they're a slave to that. But it's because of the fear and the non-belief, the unbelief that you can have something better, that something better is, there out, out, is out there for you. Yes, it may be difficult. The journey may be tumultuous. You might be scared and it might, be, be, it might stress you out to figure out or to find it. But oh my goodness, please don't believe you're meant on this earth to be doing something you don't love. Please don't believe you're meant on this earth to get up and do something that causes you stress and that is harmful to your health and is harmful to how you treat others because you just don't like what you're doing. That is not what this life is meant for. So I encourage you, if you know you're in a situation where like, yeah, this is not for me, believe that there's something else out there for you. And you have to, as you go through this process, you have to believe that there's something else out there for you. So once you've gone, gone through these steps, you've looked at what you love about your day, what you hate about your day, you look at what the perfect day is, what the perfect day would be for you. I then want you to take a step and go, what would the perfect life be for you? What would be your life where you're content? And I'm not saying like, okay, I wanna be Beyonce um, or Lo. I mean, yeah, those would be great, it seems, but what is the perfect life for you specifically? Because you're you, you're you J-Lo's los J-Lo, Beyonce's Beyonce, but you are you. What's the perfect life look like? And then I want you to write down, so you've got your best day ever, you've got perfect life, and then write down your current life. What does it look like? Lay it out. And then I want you to compare the last two. Compare what the best life ever would be, and then compare what it is currently. And what's different about it? What is making it not the best ever? If, you are, if you're if you, you're writing this all down, you're like, wait a minute, actually, I'm rocking it, then awesome. Then you know you've done the do, you've done the work, and you have the comfort of knowing you're exactly where you need to be right now, and you don't need to be striving to, to make a big life change. But if you're looking at that and you're thinking, yeah, it's time to change, then it's time to move a step further, and it's time to really see what that looks like. Okay. And I'm going to take a drink. (laughs) Because I feel like I'm flying through this and this is not something that can just be done in 10, 15 minutes. This is not something that can be done just in a day. It's something that will take time. If I'm being honest with myself, those feelings that I had about my job were in there they were they were ruminating they're percolating but it wasn't until that moment that i was like okay it's the tipping point like i said so i don't want you to feel like the tipping point necessarily for you is going to be right here in this moment in this conversation but i do want you to start thinking about it and as you think about it and you go through those steps and take the time to really go through them here's what you're going to find and i just want to warn you it's really exciting when you realize ah I know I'm not meant for this. And so it's time to go do something else. But what happens after that is like scary. It was great when I got up uh, off from my knees and I was like, okay, in three months, something different. Sweet. I'm so excited. But how does Jesse Spiano say it? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so <gasps> scared. Help me, Zach. That's a say by the Bell reference. That's what it's like. You do have that fear. You wake up the next morning and you're like, wait, what did I just decide? what did I just declare? What did I just realize? And what does this mean? It is scary, mixed scary, but that's where the good stuff happens. Because if you're willing to push through that fear, acknowledge that you need to be doing something different and push through that fear and start looking because that's the next step. It makes all the difference. So what did I do? I knew that I needed to find something different. And so I told myself, all right, I'm going to look like you put on those binoculars. You've got to stay open to all possibilities at that point. And I don't even mean the obvious possibilities. I mean the ones that are just so random. You're like, wait, that could be me. That's exactly what I did. About a week or two later, I got a call from the Alumni Association at my university saying that there are additions for a reality show that were happening in town. And they wanted me to get the word out to the alum because they're having a special day for grads of Texas schools to have a guaranteed interview with the um, with the casting directors. So, um i sure, sorry. So I was like, okay. So I'm like, yeah, I'll totally do that. I'm getting the word out. And then I had this wait a moment, Roxanne, do you remember that conversation you had in this office? Cause that's when they called it, I was in my office, cause I was always in my office. Um, You remember that conversation you had with yourself and God, where you knew that in the next couple, months three months you're gonna be doing something different oh yeah that means that when you hear an opportunity even like this it's just like crazy town you need to consider it you have to consider it you have to go down that path and so um as i'm sitting there like getting the word out i'm like wait a moment wait a moment the show which is a show was called the apprentice um to do with business people i was like okay and donald trump our president um i was like I have a business degree. I've watched that show. I thought I can totally do that. That looks so easy. I guess I should try out. In fact, I know I should try out, and so I did try out. And one tryout led to another tryout, led to another, led to callbacks, led to guess what? You're going to New York to compete against 15 other people and vie for a position um, to be Donald Trump's apprentice. Yeah, that is not what I expected. That um, moment on my knees in my, my prison of a glass office would turn into, and now you're going to go compete with the big dogs and be on national TV. I tell you this because you don't know what the next step is going to be. It sounds wackadoo and crazy, but you have to stay open to the possibility. And throughout the entire process of auditioning and even doing this show, I just kept saying, all right, I said, we have this agreement, and I know that I'm just be looking for other things, so I'm going for it. I just it's, it, it it's it must be meant to be because this is wackadoo, so let's just keep on keeping on and while I think in I look back and and while I was so sure on my knees, while those next six, seven months were very I was unsure in myself because it was like... You go for so long knowing I'm going to be a lawyer and very confident about that. And next thing you know, I'm on TV competing against people in business. That is a place. And then when I look back on the show now, I I try not to watch it. But when I do or see or people like, oh, I saw an episode. I'm like, because really that was my most insecure time. And it wasn't because I was on TV. It was because I was doing something that I didn't know was part of my destiny. Because I always thought my destiny was law. But if I am being honest with you and myself, I had moments when I was in college, I used to watch The View and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be the young girl on The View. I want to do that. Um, Oh my goodness, I want to be on television. There's something about that that speaks to me that I'm passionate about. But I'm like, no Roxanne, you're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be a Supreme Court Justice. Remember that. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I went back to what I thought I should be doing. So... While I went through that that situation of oh my goodness I'm doing what I kind of something in here was saying something about but I kind of ignored. You have that uneasy. You're not necessarily comfortable in your skin, but you're really exactly where you should be. So I'm gonna stop there because I feel like that's a lot to give you right now. But what I really would encourage you to do is have that conversation with yourself. And like I said, this audit that you're doing might be an audit that tells you I am where I'm supposed to be, but it also might be an audit that says. I am not where I need to be, and I need to get there, and I need to get there fast. So take the time to really ask yourself, look at your day. What do you love about your day? What do you hate about your day? Look at those things and see if there are things that are easily rectifiable by just making a little switch or things that oh, maybe I need to look, look drill down deeper with. And once you do that drilling, I want you to think about what the hashtag best day ever would be for you. And then what the best ever life would be, go further, would be. And then go ahead and write down what's your actual day, what the reality of it after you've gone through all that. And if at that point you come to the conclusion that it's time to make a change, I want you to say it, declare it. Whether it's just yourself, which is okay, send me a note. I'd love to, I'd love to be the person to declare it to you if you don't want to declare it to anyone you know um, specifically. And then I really would love for you to keep your eyes open because the next thing you've got to do is keep your eyes open and be aware because. That next step is waiting for you. If you just open your eyes and you trust and you stay open to those possibilities, get ready to say yes to something wild and crazy. And of course, I'm not leaving you empty handed. If you really do want to go through this process and you'd like a workbook that's going to help you go through and answer those questions that we just talked about, I would love for you to go to my website, RoxanneWilson.com forward slash RT42, and you'll see it right there and you can get it and download it and work on it. All right, that's all we have for you this week, or I have for you this week, I should say. Um, please, if you do not, if you have not subscribed, I would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. Go to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen to it, and review it, please. A review would be so fantastic. If you're watching it online, thank you so much for watching. Share this, subscribe, like, all those things. And also, don't forget to head over to my website, RoxanneWilson.com, for most of up, the updates. You can sign up for the newsletter and get all the updates on what's going on here can enrich and help your life. Thanks so much, see you next time, bye. Knock, knock, who's there? Black Friday deals are here, woo! Okay, here's the skinny. Rocks Talks is doing the largest sale special bonuses you've ever seen in the Rocks Talks community are now live, but we're telling the general population to get on the wait list, which is true. But here's the surprise, when you get on the wait list, bada bing it unlocks all of the deals now why because we know you're shopping now we know that there's tools that you need to close your year strong and kick off 2023 that you need now when you want them so as a result take a look at the rocks talks done by you done for you and done with you deals steep deals and the actually the launch of social emails it is officially here and when you're the one of the first 100 you get a special surprise three bonuses and a deal